Next on BYU Sports Nation. So you're telling me there's a chance BYU basketball could win a conference title? What has to happen in the final week? BYU Hoops alum and BYU TV analyst Anson Winder on where he believes the Cougars will finish in the West Coast Conference race. Plus, Jimmer Mania hits New York City officially. Oh. And BYU by 57-plus? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Monday, Monday. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. February 22nd, happy birthday, George Washington. Oh, G Dub, yeah. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with 1990s fashion consultant. Jerem Jordan, rocking the Rainbow Lumberjack shirt today. That's right. We were talking about no fear shirts. Uh, what we failed to mention was Stussy. And the, Mossimo. And, Ma- <laughs> and Mossimo. Mossimo's still kind of around, isn't it? And, like at Target or whatever? I don't know. But Stussy, yeah, Stussy and no, no fear t-shirts. Those are the best, man. I randomly sent out a tweet just, just with one of the... The quotes on a No Fear t-shirt from the 90s, and like yes. a ton of people started responding. Extremely toolish. <laughs> That's how I would describe those. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. No fear. Which is a scientific fact. I'm glad that they were accurate in the 90s. Or whatever the sport is, is life. Baseball is life. Is No life. fear. Well, ball is life. That's a fact. Okay. Ball is life. I got a rec league game tonight. Late one. 10... Noon, uh, uh, sorry, midnight Eastern. We need Ten to make, Mountain. We need to make a No Fear T-shirt, <laughs> a Jerem Jordan themed No Fear T-shirt. Let's make a Fear T-shirt. BYU by seventeen plus. No Fear. Seventeen plus should be a part of the BYU Sports Nation canon of T-shirts. It really should. <laughs> I said seventeen plus on Friday. Little did I know I meant fifty-seven plus. <laughs> What's in fifty-eight the... point margin? Uh, Holy shnikes! Woo. Says the deceased Chris Farley. What's in the BYU Sports Nation canon of T-shirts? Like what's in? There's the seventeen blue plus blue goggles. Elite. Uh, yeah, what else? What else belongs? Spender, there? Karma, Jerome. Sure. Yeah, all that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of fodder. The cannon. The cannon. T-shirts. Yeah. That's you know funny, what I mean. man. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As we were just talking about, men's basketball didn't just beat San Diego. I mean, they destroyed San Diego. Ninety-one thirty-three. Led by Nick Emery, 17 points. The Cougars shot 71% pretty good. in the second half. What? Portland and Gonzaga at home for BYU to wrap up the regular season this week. The win was significantly historic, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 58-point win was the largest margin of victory versus a Division I opponent in school history. 58. So the previous, I believe, was 62 against a D2 team in Western Oregon. So D1 team all time. It also tied the fewest points allowed in the shot clock here. 33. The BYU record for points allowed in the game was 27. That was before the shot clock was instituted. In 82, by the way. 82. What in the the year after Danny Ainge? BYU lost that game 27-25 in 82. Okay, something (laughs) fantastic that you brought up. Hold the ball. The game-winning bucket came at the 533 mark of the first half. That is ridiculous. San Diego had 11 points in the first half. 11. (sighs) It's tough to watch, man. Oh, man. Lamont Uh, Smith, their coach, is like, you're on pace to set a school record. Yeah, we sit behind the opposing team's bench 
And so we heard some fun, um, some fun words, yeah, uh, some of which can't be uttered on the air. Yep. BYU could have uh, gone scoreless the last 25-33 and still won the game. <laughs> Cougars hold on 34-33. They, they just milked the ball. They just shot clock violation like 80 times in a oh row. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that game was so stupid. Hey, in New York City, ding. According to at Boney Fuller. We are now entering Jimmer range. Uh, yeah, because Jimmer Fredette signs a 10-day contract with the New York Knicks this morning officially. The Knicks play Toronto tonight in the Garden. Over under one and a half minutes for Jimmer tonight. He's got to get on the floor, right? Or as Carmelo Anthony calls him, Jimmy. Yeah, he was asked about Jimmer and he called him Jimmy. Uh, I haven't seen Jimmy play in a while. Well, no one's ever... Jimmy uh, Chitwood! <laughs> Carmelo Anthony would not be convicted of being a good teammate in court. Just saying. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but Jimmer got he back into the league, which is great. It's Carmelo a has his detractors, doesn't he? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, he he's not elite. No, he's not. Um, Jimmer Fredette hopefully can get a shot to show what he can do. The the complaint from Jimmer has always been, I've not been given minutes consistently. Hopefully, he gets an opportunity. Ten day contract, not ideal, but at least it's something. Carmelo Anthony thinks no fear T shirts are still cool. <laughs> yeah, BYU baseball. Mellow. Starts the season 3-0 and with yeah. decisive wins against St. Louis. They outscored the Billikens in those three games, 37-10 to at Cashman Field in Las Vegas. That's pretty good. Wrap up uh, the four-game series today. That's right, today, three Eastern time. Uh, Second-ranked men's volleyball won both in three at Cal Baptist for eight straight sweeps now this season. They've been dominating. They lost 3-0 at Long Beach State, eight straight sweeps. Cougars returned to Provo for a pair against Northridge this weekend, both on BYU TV. Saturday's match is 10 Eastern time, by the way, a special time so as to not conflict with the BYU-Gonzaga game. The BYU men's volleyball team has won 24 consecutive sets. It's pretty good. That ma- that's good math, eight times three. You're welcome. Nailed it. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It all comes down to the final week. BYU basketball alone in second place of the West Coast Conference, ahead of Gonzaga. Huh? After the most lopsided Division I victory in the history of Cougar Hoops, 91-33 over San Diego. Again, the Toreros... Horrific. They set a new school record for fewest points scored in a game, 33. Meanwhile, BYU has won four straight games, which ties a season-high win streak. And BYU hasn't lost back-to-back games all year. That's why they still have, for the most part, a respectable record. The Cougars have scored 90-plus in three of the last four games that they've won. Peaking at the right time? Perhaps. Zach Selyus talking about the current state of BYU basketball. I think we moved the ball better. I think that's what got us going offensively. And with this team, it's either if, if our offensive game is on, our defensive game is on. If our defensive game is um, struggling a little bit, our offensive game is not as, as good. And so I think tonight we just, we just proved that we, we learned well from our mistakes and uh, we move on to the next game. BYU wins by 58, and it gets better. The Cougars now have a shot. An outside shot, albeit, but still a shot to win at least a share of the West Coast Conference title for the first time since joining five years ago. Which brings us to our Twitter question. BYU will finish where in the West Coast Conference regular season standings? And why? Mm. So two games left, Portland-Gonzaga. Where do they finish? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Coog Thunder, who I met Saturday after the game. My heart says number one. My brain says number two. My pessimistic side says Hyde makes another appearance. And the team gets number three. 
Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU, by the way, is in in, uh, third place. St. Mary's and Gonzaga in a tie for first right now with three conference losses each. Oh, officially. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So So BYU right now could finish anywhere from the three to the two, to the one. They're in They're in third place. They can finish no lower than third. They're in control of their own destiny to finish second because they have two home games, yeah, and they, yes. own, they would then own the tiebreaker over Gonzaga. Now, here's the situation that could play out this week, and here's why we're talking about it. If St. Mary's loses at least one game and BYU wins both, meaning Gonzaga has another loss, the Cougars could finish the season as the uh, co-champs of the, if St. Mary's only loses one and BYU wins both. If St. Mary's somehow lost both and BYU won both, BYU would be by itself the outright conference champ, which I don't see happening. St. Mary's has to lose, BYU has to win both. But that could happen because BYU wins the tiebreaker because both BYU and St. Mary's would have, we're assuming BYU wins this week, that's the scenario we're playing out, uh, went 2-0 versus Gonzaga, and they split head-to-head, so it would come down to the Pepperdine series. BYU BYU split St. Mary's was swept. So BYU owns the tiebreaker in a situation against St. Mary's. But if St. Mary's wins out this week, they're the one seed. If BYU wins out, BYU would be the two seed, as you mentioned. Where will BYU finish? I think BYU finishes as the two seed. I think that BYU wins both this week. However, I don't think St. Mary's loses. And it's hard to be like, yeah, St. Mary's is going to lose to San Francisco, who they've beaten, what? 20 of the last 21 times. Yeah. And that one against... No, no, last year, okay, last year, on the last day of the regular season, everything aligned for BYU to get the two seed. BYU won at Gonzaga, huge upset, shaved my head, and then Santa Clara beat St. Mary's so that BYU could finish as the two. That ended up being crucial in BYU getting to the title game on Tuesday night. I think people are looking at the San Francisco-St. Mary's game as, well, it's, it's a road game for St. Mary's, game. and so there's more of a chance of an upset because... They have to go on the road, and they haven't been nearly as good as they have been at home as they have been on the road. Well, they just got a uh, really good road win at Gonzaga. But they just won at Gonzaga. If you win in the kennel, you can win just about anywhere. Now, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, Santa Clara has beaten St. Mary's two of the last five times. We want we want to try and get Jared Brownridge on the show. Get him some karma Thursday, so we can give him the karma (laughs) so they can beat St. Mary's. Yet BYU plays Portland this week. Who we've we know that BYU lost to Portland on the road, but is much better at home. You can see that from the San Diego game. That's I don't think that BYU can overlook that game either. BYU BYU lost to Pacific. I mean, we're going to break down coming up in Big Deal No Deal the the Pacific loss a little bit and what that means for everything now. But I think second. I think BYU finishes in second. I think they control their own destiny. They go into Vegas with some mojo and finish second. I I can't bank on St. Mary's losing. Yeah, like, I don't I'm think with they'll you. lose I just, this week. St. Mary's played a close game against Pacific, one by two. They played a close game against Portland last week, one by two. And that's okay. They won, a la BYU at San Diego. Exactly. The difference one is that two. BYU lost at Portland and lost at home to Pacific, and those cost BYU probably a chance at its first conference championship. Although oh. that still exists this week. I think BYU finishes second in the conference. I think they hold serve on their home floor. They beat Portland. They beat Gonzaga. And Gonzaga, they're, they're a team that's kind of, they're kind of wavering. I'm not really sure that they believe in themselves because the scoring depth isn't there. You can focus in on Kyle Wilcher. Sabonis hasn't been as dominant as he was early in the season. And they lost to BYU at home. They lost both times to St. Mary's. Why is that team thinking, yeah, we can go to the Marriott Center and win? I guarantee that team's like, mm, things aren't looking too good for us right now. It's interesting because HBO is doing a five-part series on them, a la Inside BYU Football with Gonzaga Hoops, 
uh, a la Hard Knocks, really, is what it, it's like. And I watched the first one, and it would be so weird if for the first time in, what, 17 years, 18 years this year, that they don't get into the NCAA tournament, that they had this five-part series on them. They would never let them back again, ever. I said this last <laughs> week. The winner of the BYU-Gonzaga game, in my opinion, will be the only team in the West Coast Conference with at-large possibility. I think St. Mary's is, is going to win the conference I think and get in. no teams have at-large ability in the West Coast Conference. Not even St. Okay. No, I think we'll break that down maybe later in the week, but I don't think any of them. It's a one-bid league, and it's who wins the tournament in Vegas. And guess Ooh. what? If that's San Francisco, I don't see anyone else getting in. But if they did, it'd be in Dayton. It'd be in Dayton. Like, it'd be barely you don't think, in, You man. don't think if, okay, if Gonzaga beats BYU in Provo and gets to Tuesday night in Las Vegas, you don't think their name brand alone gets them into the tournament? Of no. course it does. No, I don't. Of course it does. It's Gonzaga. One, one bid league. No. No, man. It depends on how it shakes out, but there are opportunities well, I thought for them you to get to. Wait. Oh, it depends how it shakes out. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. But you think, regardless of how it shakes no. out, one bid league. Yeah. You're telling me there's 0% chance the West Coast Conference gets two teams in. Of course there's a chance. But you just but said it's a one bid league. I don't see it happening. Okay. It's a one bid league. I, there's always a chance, dude. Dumb and dumber principle. <laughs> there's always a chance. BYU, right now, in terms of their NCAA tournament chances, we know it all factors down to wins and, of course, the RPI. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. BYU in at number 68 today. Boo. 66. Not good. Gonzaga. 54 St. Mary's. The Cougars two behind Gonzaga. They'll jump ahead of Gonzaga when they beat Gonzaga on Saturday. And St. Mary's at 54. How about that? Just win both games this week, see what happens with St. Mary's, and BYU will finish first or second. You control your own destiny to finish second. And then we go to 70-degree weather next week. It's currently Woo! snowing outside, so we're very excited about that. Conversation <laughs> happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question, BYU will finish where in the West Coast Conference regular season standings and why? Let's get some tweets in. It's Twitter time. At YoungTim32, one seed, baby, we will win out, and Rex Walters will finally put his money where his mouth is and beat St. Mary's. I love Rex, man. <laughs> I'm pulling so hard for Santa Clara and St. Uh, BYU fans San Francisco. Like, how, will the ratings for the San Francisco and Santa Clara games against that St. Mary's be like through the roof That this game week? starts an hour after the BYU guns that game's at. Compelling and rich. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> Up next, former BYU hoopster and BYU TV basketball analyst Anson Winder on where he thinks BYU will finish in the WCC. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And if you don't mind... You know what? Just go ahead and just do it. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Just do it! Yeah! And we'll be live from the West Coast Conference Tournament next week. Uh, full coverage, games, BYU Sports Nation down there as well. Special Saturday edition on uh, the 5th. So almost two weeks, uh, I guess 12 days away from now. But uh, tons of coverage from uh, the West Coast Conference Tournament in La- uh, Las Vegas. This is the sixth year that BYU TV will be down there. We're very excited to be down there again. The power of Twitter is really fun. Especially on this show. We talked about No Fear t-shirts. We've had some other tweets coming in. 
and one t-shirts. Okay, one from at Justin D. Sweeney. He said, who can forget chump gear shirts, too? I had one that said, quote, here, hold my trophy while I kiss your girlfriend. <laughs> okay, my, my mom uh, was a bus driver, and so she wore an and one shirt one day, and it said, I'm going to take you to school. <laughs> I thought that was well-placed by my mom. So nicely done, Oh, Julia. 90s fashion is awesome. Also, this tweet in. Featuring our next guest, Anson Winder, 20. BYU Sports Nation just tweeted about the Cougars' 58-point win and that it was the largest win against a Division I opponent in school history. And at CS Bass Ace, he, he is a Utah fan, says... So, Seabass? Yes. It was C's Bass, is what it is. It was against <laughs> San Diego. Try to do it against a Pac-12 team. Um, this is called BYU Sports Nation. We tweet about BYU things. <laughs> we've, we've empowered the streaker, by the way. That's what you just did. You Hashtag em- audit. You empowered the streaker. <laughs> you cut away and don't show that guy. Hashtag audit. <laughs> oh, I'm staying out of that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Anson Winder, former BYU basketball star and current BYU TV basketball analyst. Anson, welcome back to the show. Guys, what's going on? Sorry, I couldn't be there today. I miss uh, miss coming to see you guys. Hey, where okay. are you? Yeah, where are you, by the way? I'm in Arizona right now. I had to. I heard it was going to snow today, and I had to. <laughs> I, I secretly snuck off. What's the temperature right now, Anson? <laughs> in Arizona? Oh man, I, I mean, I'm. I feel bad telling you guys. It's like 75 down here right now. Okay, we're going to go ahead and end this interview. Hey, thanks, Anson. Um, it's been. Uh, it's been real, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm outside. I'm eating lunch outside and stuff. I'm like, I can't do this in Utah. This is unreal. But hey, it's been good. It's been a good couple we'll of be days. In, we'll be in Vegas in a week. So, yeah, we're... We you, are, eat, you eat an early lunch, too, by the way. That you do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't question it. I got to get three three square meals a day. It just The time doesn't really matter. Maybe you can answer this question and, and tell us how BYU beats the same team by two points on Thursday night and then wins in record fashion by 58 on Saturday night. What? How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that they were just playing the same team and said, hey, look, we beat them before we can beat them again or, or what happened. But, I, I mean, the way they controlled the game from the beginning to end was impressive. I mean, they hadn't had a win like this all year. And I think it even surprised Coach Rose a little bit because he said in the interview, this was the best we played all year, and they dominated every category possible. So it was great to see. The Cougars rely so much on that guard line to score. What did you see from the BYU bigs that's helping? Oh, man, they impacted the game on the defensive end tremendously. Uh, You've seen guys come in, alter shots, and rebound, and the way they guarded screens on every level was it was terrific. I mean, they just impacted the game so much that I mean, you know what you're going to get from the guards. You know that. You know, between the guards, you're going to get points, and they're going to make plays on defensive end also. But when you get that contribution from, you know, the bigs on on offense and defense, it just shows for a great team. With how much BYU relies on their very good guards, what kind of a role do the BYU bigs need to play, let's say, against Gonzaga this week if they want to win at home? Oh, it'll be identical to what they did this weekend. Uh, They're going to have to be physical. Try not to foul. Uh, you know, it's going to be a physical game, but you definitely going to have to rebound. You're going to have to alter shots. You're going to have to be physical down low, and he's got to control the paint. You can't let Gonzaga come in and establish presence in the post, which they like to do early. 
And if you can kind of limit their touches down low and, and, and what they do around the rim, I, I think it would be a good night for BYU. So in three of the last four, BYU scored 90-plus. The one they didn't was the uh, two-point win at San Diego. It feels like BYU's peaking, that they're playing good ball, that they're readily uh, good to go for Vegas, I think, uh, or at least for this week I have to play Portland-Gonzaga and then go to Vegas. What do, you, what do you think of how BYU's playing right now? Oh, I think they're playing great. Uh, they're, they're, they've figured out how to win games, how to win close games, how to close out games, and that's all that matters coming into this point of the year. Um, you want to play your best basketball in February, March, um, so you can make deep runs in both tournaments and, and hopefully get some wins. We we know where BYU stands as far as you know tournament rankings. You hope that they get in, but to really solidify your position in the tournament, you, you probably have to go down and win in Vegas. And, and the fact that they've closed out games the past couple of weeks and, and established a defensive presence is going to prove dividends in Vegas, I think. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation talking BYU basketball as we approach the final week of the West Coast Conference regular season. The Cougars hold their own destiny, if you will, at finishing second in the conference. They can do so if they win two games at home, regardless of what anybody else does. So with that in mind, Anson, answer our Twitter question today. Where do you think BYU finish in the WCC regular season standings? I'm keeping my fingers crossed that St. Mary's loses sometime this week. Uh, but I definitely, I could solidly pick them as a second seed. We agreed with that. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to pick, you know, St. Mary's losing, uh, especially yeah. at this juncture, especially after they beat Gonzaga. I don't know that they totally. will come off of that loss and lose like, say, BYU did against Portland. But BYU can control its own destiny to get at least the two uh, the one would be ideal, though, because you're probably matching up with a Pepperdine in the semis as opposed to a Gonzaga or St. Mary's. So let's look at this week now. Portland on Thursday, which I think is being overlooked for Gonzaga. This is a team that beat BYU. Do you feel like it's the same scenario with San Diego where, hey, BYU is going to play well and maybe even blow them out Thursday night? I would hope so, but this is a team that you can't count out because Portland, they, they're a scrappy team and they can hit shots if you let them. You know, if you give them shots, they will hit them. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't count them out. I, I think this is a perfect example of, of what happened last time where you overlook Portland. You know, you get your big win and you overlook Portland. You can't do that. I think these two both games will be huge and the biggest games of the season. You know, I say it every week, is, and that's how Coach takes it. You know, the aspect is, hey, this is the biggest game of the season, and let's count it, you know, let's, let's treat it that way and, and, and get two wins. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation as we look ahead what do you expect from BYU in these two games? Are you confident enough to say ninety plus against both Portland and Gonzaga? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> ninety is a lot. I thought they can't <laughs> score it, but that was a lot of points. If they can establish that defensive presence early like they did, then yes, I totally would, would go along with ninety points. But I'd say eighty just to just to be sure. I'd go with eighty. And BYU only needed, I believe, sixty nine points to win in Spokane on the road. But at home, <laughs> BYU generally. Uh, is able to score more. So how do, you, how do you see these two games playing out this week, given the fact that BYU really needs these two to, uh, to lock up good seating and mojo going into Vegas? I see, I see the, the level of, of defensive intensity stepping up, and, I, I, of course, I see BYU hitting shots from the outside. Uh, the fact that they're going to be at home and they've been home this past week, uh, I see the three-point percentages being rather high and, and also on defense, you know, seeing the defensive rebounds increase and, and stops on the defensive end also. What is it about Dave Rose in February that makes him so effective 
at least when you look at the West Coast Conference and how it's played out in the now five seasons that BYU has been in it? I, I think it's the approach he takes. You know, so the rosters are fi- or the rotations are finally solidified. Guys figured out their roles, and he's instilled that confidence where you just have to go out and play. Uh, you go out and, and play your game and, and contribute the way you know how, and, and we'll win the game. And uh, you see that. You know, the past couple of weeks, guys are doing what they do best, and you're seeing contributions from everyone, and and they're finding their spots to have success, and, and it's carrying on. And, and you're seeing W's in the in the wins loss column. Zach Sellius had 13 points, uh, hit three threes on Saturday, and said after the game that he feels like he is 100%. Now, what kind of role do you think he could play down the stretch off the bench? Oh, that was definitely – I think that was a game he needed to get him back into his groove and, and feeling confident again. He'll play a huge role coming off the bench and providing some scoring. Uh, we were missing that for a couple weeks uh, down the stretch. We weren't seeing a whole lot of, of, of bench points coming in, and the fact that he feels healthy and feels like he can come back in and contribute out is huge because – We'll expect some big games from him down in, in Bays and this week also. How much do teams think about previous losses in the case of BYU losing at Portland and now having Portland come to Provo on Thursday night? How much does that factor in to the mental edge and the preparation for that specific team if they've beaten you earlier in the season? Oh, it, it, it increases the, your intensity and in, in your, your level of anticipation for the game, I think. You, the fact that this team has already beat you, now it, it turns into well, we have to get revenge now because this team just beat us away from home after we got a huge win from Gonzaga. So you almost want to count this as uh, an even bigger game than Gonzaga just off, simply off the fact that a, a few weeks ago this almost cost you your season in a, in a sense just because you know you get a big win and all of a sudden you take a big loss. So uh, it'll be a huge game, and I think the guys will have the right mindset going in. Uh, but the fact that they'll overlook this game is highly unlikely, and uh, it should be a good game. Portland Thursday night, and then, of course, the big one with Gonzaga Saturday. Give us an idea as a former player of the last four years against the Zags, what it was like in practice and the lead-up and the preparation and on game day when you prepare for Gonzaga, which, let's be honest, is the biggest home game of the year for BYU. Oh, and it seems like every year that's the biggest home game. So, of course, you go through your normal routines, but it's just that level of anticipation and, and excitement. It, it makes you practice harder and, and and work even harder. You're staying out, staying after practice even longer to get shots up and make sure you're shooting well and, and body's feeling good for the game. And You just get ready. You want to be at your best when it's time to play Gonzaga because you know how good of a team they are, and, and, and they play well away from home also. Anson, great to have you on the show, man. Enjoy your lunch. In your 75-degree <laughs> weather outside. I'll try and bottle up the weather and bring it back to Utah for us. Thank you. No, you won't. <laughs> Anson, thanks for the time, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Anson Winder on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Where do you think BYE will finish in the regular season standings of the West Coast Conference? Use the hashtag... BYUSN. I noticed your laptop's on 1%. Yeah, I'm going to plug it in during the break. Okay, do you have your power cord? Yep, I I do. Yeah, okay, good. Just checking. (laughs) Logistics, you know. (laughs) Got to make it happen. (laughs) Got to charge that thing more before, man. We don't need computers to do this program, dude. True and false. (laughs) Yes and no? Up next, big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette signs a 10-day contract. What do you think? Stay with us. 
Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday night, you can listen to the BYU men's basketball game against Portland on BYU Radio, also televised on ESPNU. A later tip, 11 p.m. Eastern time, Thursday night against the Pilots. 9 p.m. Mountain. Every time there's a game that late, I remember Big Mondays. Which were at 10. 10 o'clock tips. I don't know if I ever came down to those as a kid growing up in, in uh, West Jordan, but I would watch them at home, and it would be, yeah, super late. But it was on ESPN. It was part of, like, a triple header. It was a, cool th- it was a cool thing. Yeah, because being on ESPN was a little harder to do at that point, right? Now it's somewhat commonplace, right? ESPNU, there's, ESPNU didn't exist at the time. Did ESPNU it was ESPN not and ESPN... exist in 2004 and five. Oh, wow. four and five? I was thinking like 99 when they were Yeah, I mean, Big more. Monday was there as well. Yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I remember going as a student to games that tipped at 10 o'clock on Big Monday. It's really late, man. That's a late family home evening. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball beats San Diego 91 33, led by Nick Emery, 17 points. The Cougars shot 71% in the second half and won by 58. Portland and Gonzaga at home this week in the Marriott Center to wrap up the regular season. The Cougars control their own destiny to finish as the second seed. Could finish as the one, depending on St. Mary's. Jimmer Fredette signs a 10-day contract with the New York Knicks this morning officially. The Knicks play Toronto tonight in the Garden. BYU baseball started the season 3-0 with decisive, convincing wins against St. Louis, outscoring the Billikens in those three 37-10. They are wrapping up the four-game series at Cashman Field in Las Vegas today at 3 Eastern. Second-ranked men's volleyball won both matches at Cal Baptist in three sets for eight straight sweeps now this uh, in a row. This season, the Cougars return to Provo for a pair against Northridge this weekend, both on BYU TV. It's time to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries is a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years, sponsoring Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. We throw out a topic and decide if it's big or not. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU beating a team by 58 after beating them just by two, two days earlier. I think it's a big deal because it plays into the way hopefully BYU continues to play, which is this week and then into Vegas. BYU scored 90 plus three of the last four. I think BYU's playing good ball. Is it a big deal to beat San Diego by a large margin? No. But when it's 58, I go, wow, what happened? What happened in that game that led to that? I think BYU's playing big ba- good basketball, so big deal. Anytime you hold a team to a school record low But it's not scoring, a Pac-12 team, Spencer. A school record <laughs> low, 33, that to me is a big deal. BYU obviously played well offensively. San Diego's terrible, San Diego but was the atrocious. margin is so large. Has anybody else held San Diego to 33 points in their school's history? No, let's that's why honest. it's a big deal. Let's be honest, San Diego held themselves to 33. They Ele- missed 11 so points. many shots. 11 points in the first half. <laughs> Number two. Big deal, no deal. Hindsight being twenty twenty, the Pacific loss at home. Why? Why would you do this? Because Why it, would you do this to us? I understand that it is a the biggest deal. Had BYU held serve at home and not lost to a terrible, uh, ineligible Vegas team in Pacific without its head coach, BYU would be tied for first place, controlling its own destiny to win the West Coast Conference with tiebreakers. Oh, oh, it kills me. It, as as tough and as as uh, bad as BYU's been in a couple of these 200 plus RPI games, if BYU only makes it two 
Losses to 200-plus RPI, not three. A conference championship is right there. Instead, BYU needs to win both and needs St. Mary's to lose now. Okay, so the loss in and of itself, yes, there's no way around it. It is a huge deal. But I will tell you why it's no deal as of February 22nd. Because it's done and gone. There's nothing that BYU can do about it anymore. It's over. So why dwell on something you have no Play the piano control music, then. over? It's all over. BYU. <laughs> <laughs> BYU lost to Pacific at home. And that may cost them a conference championship. It probably cost them at-large ability. The Portland lost two in Harvard, but especially Pacific because BYU's been so good at home. It cost them for that game. a way better shot. Thank you, Jim Brickman, an- who's live in Studio C to play that, by the way. It cost them a good percentage shot of at-large ability. But BYU, if they still get to 25, 56% chance to make the tournament right now. You're not buying that anymore, by the way. I don't know what changed your mind over the weekend. But like all BYU, of a sudden, you're like, nope, one bit late. A hard look at BYU's resume and everyone else is what, what changed my mind. You're telling me if BYU wins eight games in a row, and most likely that would mean beating Gonzaga three times. Who's not, who's not going to be in if that's the case. I don't care. Case. You beat so Gonzaga that, that three win times. Is lessened. Three times, and you win eight in a row to get to 25. You're telling me, like, nope, one bid league. I still think it's a one bid Man. league at that point. Man, yeah. you run a hard bargain, dude. It's been a hard, you know, it's a hard bargain losing three 200 plus RPI games. That's going to be the downfall of BYU's resume. Number. Because there's not going to be any top 50 wins, probably. Three. Number three. We, we First can't hear. rewind. Did Jerem just create a word at large ability? Yes. You can just throw ab- ability on anything. Let's just coin that for Jerem. Yeah. <laughs> BYU's at large ability. Exactly. What's number three? <laughs> Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette signs a 10 day contract with the Knicks. Don't you mean Jimmy Fredette? Jimmy Fredette. <laughs> <laughs> Based on Carmelo Anthony's quote this morning. Uh, I'll go big deal on this because Jimmer's wanted this. He's worked hard to at least get back in the league. I know it's a 10-day. He'd prefer that it's not a 10-day. It's just a regular contract. But at least he gets a shot. A bigger deal will be if he gets a shot and then impresses and stays. That will be a bigger deal. Do you know who the GM of the New York Knicks is? Uh, One Felipe Jackson. That's right. It's the Zen master. It's Phil Jackson. And he's done an amazing job with that Knicks squad. He will. He will. He will? Give him time. It's been, what, one year? I think this is year two. Okay, two years? Man, they've made a ton of progress, too. Give him time. <laughs> Give him time, He's better man. coach than GM, bro. Phil Jackson has okayed Jimmer Fredette signing a contract with the New York Knicks. And so did Greg Popovich. How did that turn out? It didn't, it didn't turn out. Did Greg we Popovich that okay that, was, that, or was it the Spurs general manager? Who cares? Some number crunch. You don't know that. Does it? You don't know. Maybe Greg what Popovich I know was like, is that no, it, no, I don't want Jim. Maybe he was like, no, I don't want him. Then why? No, they, they wouldn't have signed him probably if he didn't want him, right? Who knows? Who's, Hi, I'm about who's to sign Jimmer. Do you want him? No. Okay, we'll still sign him. Who's the making the decisions? Happen? Who's making the decisions? Listen, Jimmer needs to produce. Otherwise, this is all in vain. Otherwise, I, this is all for we're not. We're not talking about the production. I'm yeah. just saying, is it a big deal if you sign the contract or not? For me, because Phil Jackson is the general manager, and it's New York City, it's a, and it's the NBA again, it's a big deal for Jimmer. Hopefully, there's no DNP CD tonight. Did not I play hope, coach's decision. I hope he Otherwise, we're back shot. in the same route. We're the same route with Jimmer. They're not a playoff team, so why not? Just see how it works Neither out. Neither were the Kings. It worked out with Lynn Sanity, right? Jeremy Lin signed a 10-day contract. They gave him an opportunity. Why not give Jimmer an opportunity? We've been saying that for five years. Let's see something. Okay. Well, this is the franchise that gave Jeremy Lin the opportunity. Number four. B- 
Big deal, no deal. Johnny Rugby is now all Johnny football. No deal. I thought this would happen. Uh, so Johnny Linehan decided not to play on the rugby team this year. I think that that program is in good hands. Uh, it's a loss because he's a tremendous player. But this is good news for the football team. He's going to be a senior. So he needs to. Uh, he said he wants to work on punting. He wants to have better averages, kick the ball better, and so Johnny Linehan will stay healthy as well. If he plays rugby, you're just asking for injury potentially. I so say, that's good. I say this is a big deal because he is focusing Did on I say, football. Yeah, big. Oh no, I said no said because no I deal, expected it. But you yeah. took the rugby angle. I yeah. say big deal because he is focusing on football. He's all in. And so here's the thing, though: should he be Johnny Football or Johnny Punter? Yeah, because Johnny Football is obviously Johnny Manziel. I think he should John, or be Johnny Or has Johnny Manziel like, given that title away because of how things have worked out? Is it, is, is there a, he was still an amazing college player, and that's when he got the nickname. So to me, he's Johnny okay. Football. Yeah. Okay, so should Johnny Linehan be Johnny Punter? Johnny Punter. Johnny hmm. Lingo. Something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Number five. He's a 10-cap punter. Big deal, no deal. BYU baseball begins the season outscoring St. Louis 37-10 in three games. If St. Louis was a bad team and a bad program, I would say no deal. But to me, this is a big deal because this team has won some Atlantic 10 championships of late. They were the preseason pick to win that conference. And BYU comes out and blasts them 21-7 in the first game, 37-10 over three games. Big deal. Kyle Dean, by the way, all the hype with him. He hit a homer in his first game. 37-10. We're going to have a ton of games on BYU TV this year with baseball. Super excited. Spencer Linton does those play-by-play on that. So I love it. BYU traditionally gets off to a very slow start. They play like big time competition because they play tough teams and they're on the road for a lot of so to win three out of the gate against a respected program like St. Louis. This is absolutely a big deal and they can sweep the Billikens today with a win at three Eastern. Again, these are in Vegas at Cashman field away from these are home games for BYU at a triple a ballpark in Las Vegas, which is cool. Yeah. Well done. Mike Littlewood and company. That's a big deal. Anytime, Anytime you kick butt, it's a big deal, right? Number six. Big deal, no deal. The number 194. Countdown to the Wildcats. 194. People hate that sound. (laughs) (laughs) These glasses are so large. My goodness. 194. BYU football. These are the the Jimmer with the Knicks glasses. (laughs) What did Dave, Dave McCann put it in weeks? On uh, on Saturday night's basketball broadcast, I, that's, that was one of my proposals for 28 this. Twenty-eight weeks. Yes, that's one of my proposals that we just do it once a week. We do it Fridays, and it's weeks. Then it's not every day. The grind. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it got shot down, dude. Like a like a clay. The fans pigeon. voted, and we give him what they want. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Where will BYU basketball finish in the WCC regular season standings? Your tweets next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, doing it live from the studio Bizzle. Hashtag Snoop Dogg. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show live, rebroadcast there's weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. We are still efforting Snoop Dogg, by the way. At some point in the future, are of this we show. serious? Like, did we tweet at him? How are we going to get know. a hold of him? I might get a hold of his handlers. <laughs> hey, next week we'll be in Las Vegas, uh, starting Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, BYU SN live from Vegas, uh, as well as full coverage from the West Coast Conference on BYU TV. This is our sixth year down there helping uh, broadcast some of those games with ESPN. So it'll be awesome. We'll have a special Saturday edition of the show as well on March fifth. So uh, if you're in Vegas, we're coming your way next week.
Saturday night was a special night for BYU basketball. One, because they set a new record for the largest margin of victory against a Division I opponent, 58, mm. 91-33 over San Diego. And a long-standing record was tied. How about that? Let's On his way to BYU basketball immortality, Nate Austin is chasing Russell Larson on BYU Sports Let's Nation. update the people, Jerem. He's one foul away. He is now tied with Russell Larson at 408 fouls. So we have that video of Russell Larson congratulating him. Just ready to go whenever it happens. Expected to happen Port against Portland. We're going to have Dave Rose on the show. Later this week, we're going to ask him if we can make sure this happens against Portland Thursday night. Dave Rose fell away. actually addressed this very situation on Saturday night. Did he really? Yeah. Good for Nate. <laughs> I was one of those media laugher, media laughers, media members laughing. Good for Nate. Good for Nate. Good yeah, I had no idea. Nate. Trust me, that's like Dave Rose is prepping his team and not watching us updated every day, I guess. He's trying to get them ready for the final week. I don't blame him. Of the regular season in West Coast Conference play, Portland and Gonzaga at the Marriott Center on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Our Twitter question today, where will BYU finish in the West Coast Conference regular season standings and why? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Critch Sam, second, simply because the Gales don't have much of a challenge this week. Now, I will say this. St. Mary's, close game at Portland, one by two. St. Mary's, close game at Pacific, one by two. Why not? Why not? Santa Clara and Jared Brownridge go absolutely nuts and beat St. Mary's for the third time in six games. Why not? That would be nice. It really would. Because BYU's lost three of those games. Gonzaga's not lost any of those games. What I mean is against the bottom six, St. Mary's has not lost any of those games. They've lost to BYU, and they've lost to Pepperdine twice. So how does BYU have the tie break if they haven't lost to any of those teams? Well, they're on pace to finish 3-1 and against St. Mary's and Gonzaga if they can hold serve this week. First tiebreaker, head-to-head. Let's talk St. Mary's, BYU. Okay. Split. Okay, there's no margin of victory in there. Right. Split. Then you go record versus one, two, three, and so on. So one would be at that point, it'd be a tie for first, potentially. St. Mary's, BYU. So you go record against the next place team, Gonzaga, at three. Uh, BYU would have swept Gonzaga in this scenario. If they went on Saturday. St. Mary's would have swept as well. Okay, wash. Then you go to Pepperdine. That's where the tiebreaker is broken. Pepperdine swept St. Mary's. They won both. BYU split. Pepperdine could determine... The seeding for this if BYU sweeps this week and St. Mary's loses at least one game. There's a situation where BYU could be the outright champs. St. Mary's has to lose both. BYU has to win both. I don't see that playing out. But interesting because St. Mary's actually plays next week, a, uh, or sorry, I think later in the week, another, no, 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 next week. They play a non-conference game against Grand Canyon. That's B- so random. BYU has Pepperdine to thank for the tiebreaker because they swept St. Mary's assuming BYU would need that tiebreak scenario at the top of the conference. Now, let's say BYU takes second, St. Mary's takes first. Pepperdine slides into four. Pepperdine could play St. Mary's in the semifinals in Vegas. Pepperdine's already won two. It's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah, that's, it's hard to beat a team twice, too, in, in conference. So if Pepperdine could take out St. Mary's and BYU got through Gonzaga, BYU could play Pepperdine potentially on a Tuesday night. There's all kinds of scenarios. Obviously, you got to get through your quarter. you got to get through your semifinal, which, by the way, is two weeks from today in Las Vegas. Where did the basketball season go? We're already to that point. It is the last week 
of the regular season. And next week, uh, spring football begins as well. You know why it's gone so quickly? Because this has been the most compelling two and a half months maybe ever in the history of BYU sports. Just because of social media. Because of football. And of craziness happening with the coaching change. Taysom Hill returning. BYU-Utah in the Vegas Bowl. Jimmer Fredette. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, been yeah. crazy. Sure, it's been entertaining. It's been really good. And so hopefully BYU can answer the call, hold serve at home by beating Portland and Gonzaga, and then if Gonzaga do, if uh, St. Mary's doesn't lose, you're the two-seed into Vegas. You go and you got you to take care of business in the quarters. You probably need to beat Gonzaga. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. In order to make the NCAA tournament, BYU will likely need to do three things that they have never done. Beat Gonzaga in Vegas. Play St. Mary's for one. They've never played them in Vegas and beat them and win a conference tournament championship in the West Coast Conference and first and so on. Three things they've never done. If they can do the, those things, barring upsets, they're in the tourney. And it would be a check, check, check for BYU. It could be crazy. At the Twiley guy, 91 answering, where will BYU finish in the West Coast Conference regular season standings? Says one or two, depending on St. Mary's. But will BYU win out because BYU Hoops has finally found their groove? That's the hope. And you can only go downhill from a 58-point win. I mean, BYU played as well as it can play on Saturday. BYU's won four straight, tying a season high in terms of a win streak. They have not lost back-to-back games. Can they do the unthinkable and win eight straight and get to Tuesday night's West Coast Conference tournament title game? McWorld. It could happen. It could happen. We whip it next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU beat San Diego 91-33 Saturday, led by Nick Emery, 17 points. The Cougar shot 71% in the second half. Largest margin of victory against a D1 opponent. Awesome. Portland and Gonzaga at home this week to wrap up the regular season. Jimmer! Fredette signs a 10-day contract with the New York Knickerbockers this morning. The Knicks play Toronto tonight at Madison Square Garden. Baseball. Cougars start the season 3-0 with wins against St. Louis, outscoring the Billikens 37-10. Game 4, the final game of the series. 3 Eastern today. Volleyball. Second-ranked BYU men's volleyball won both in sweep fashion in three sets at Cal Baptist for eight straight sweeps this season. The Cougars return to Provo for a pair against Cal State Northridge this weekend on BYU TV. Football. Punter Johnny Linehan announced via Twitter that he will not play rugby this year and will focus fully on football. Also, construction on the football weight room expansion has begun. Softball. The ladies now 7-3 and three through 10 games this season after going 3-1 and one over the weekend, beating Grand Canyon, Boise State, and Bobby Morris, or Robert Morris, <laughs> and a loss to Colorado State. Swimming and diving. The men's team won its third straight MPSF championship over the weekend in L.A. Peyton Sorensen broke school record and MPSF championship record in the 100 free, and the BYU 400 free relay team broke another MPSF championship record. The women finished in fourth. Tennis. The men's team, they beat Utah. 69th ranked Utah at that, 5-2 in Salt Lake. (laughs) Previously unbeaten Utah, by the way. Women's team lost 4-3 to Bill and Mary, or William and Mary. Rugby. Cougars scored a close road win at St. Mary's 30-29, home to Air Force this weekend. Golf. The women's team competing in the Gold Rush. That's a tournament in Seal Beach, California. 
not a literal rush for gold. I wish it kind of was the literal rush. Future guests on the show, Dave Rose, Mike Littlewood, Jackson Kafusi, BYU football signee, and Jared Ward, who made the Olympics in the marathon. Coming up this week. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to the BYU baseball team. 3-0 and to start the season. 21 runs in the season opening game. Let's go co-men's uh, swim team as well. Another MPSF championship. Well done by those guys. Nice. Where will BYU finish in the West Coast Conference regular season standings and why? Let's get some tweets in. Tweet, tweet. At wise underscore guy. Win eight straight to get to the championship game? Question mark? Psh, did it last year. Why not do it again? My point exactly. They are trending that direction again. I'm not doubting BYU's ability to get to that game. This in response I just to think it's a one-bid league. Jimmer for debt. This is from at our good friend at JSN Chef. What's up, Chef? About Jimmer. Anything with Jimmer is a big deal. Hashtag BYUSN. Why am I yelling? He also says in parentheses. Uh, fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> at P underscore Norton. Oh, this should be good. Pacific is still a big deal. Because that would have meant St. Mary's played Gonzaga in the semis. That's night behind us. There's still a chance for that to happen. St. Mary's yeah, and Gonzaga St- could play yeah. in the semis if St. Mary's loses a game this week. Calling Rex Walters. Rex. Rex, please beat the let's, Gales. Let's get Rex on the show for oh. a karma boost as well. Should we, should we have Rex I feel like the, the karma show. boost, like, you know how you go to Jamba Juice in the very end? They're like, hey, would you like a boost? And it's like protein, whey, and some other thing I don't care about. And I'm like, oh, sure, protein. That's what the karma is. It's like, you're going to get what you're going to get, but just a little better. Right. Our elite tweet of the day has nothing to do with the Twitter question. It's from at that Wiley guy 91 says, rise and shout for the LDS stake president who moved their conference earlier for the game on hey, Saturday. Hey, that's elite. Well done. That's elite. Move the meetings. Let the people watch BYU. That's what they want to do. Thanks to Anson Winder and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Our show on demand on BYUSN.com. The audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to David Nielsen. Remember to buy your No Fear t-shirts before they go extinct. Oh my god.